Welcome to Beyond Our Welcome to Beyond Our Focus. I'm Stefan, this is Amanda, and this is Let's Palaver about the Wastelands. Volume 3 in the Dark Tower series, written by Stephen King. We are in Chapter 5, Part 3 go. of Chapter 5. Yes. So these are these are long chapters. Bridge and City. Yes, Bridge and City. We're starting at Section 28, and we'll be going through the remainder of the chapter until we get to riddles and something riddles and, and wasteland yeah which that, will be that, those words. i think the f the final chapter we'll read because it's only 32 pages yeah we're good <laughs> so yeah we have one more chapter we'll be finishing the book Yay! the shortest chapter <laughs> by far the shortest chapter so, where we ended off was that Eddie and Susanna have met Blaine, finally. Blaine the Pain. And he has pretty much said, ask me a question and it better be a good one or I'm going to kill you. That was where we left off. Now, we won't return there for a little while. <laughs> no, we're going to go back to Jake. See where good old Jake is. Where is it? I'm just turning down some, some of these settings. I don't know. <laughs> Trying to destroy the battery life on this phone. Anyways. Good old Jake. And we're finally getting back to him after entering... What do you call this room? I, I don't know. The bunker, pretty much. A yeah. Bunker. A bunker. A bunker of some sorts. Uh, it feels almost like an underground... I don't even know. I wouldn't, bunker is not even the right word. No. The section feels like a bunker... But it, it extends and it goes really far and it, it almost looks like a subway tunnel. That has like a closed off section, but that's not really what it is either. But Well no It would it's it's smaller than that though, because they can literally hit walls and stuff. Because I mean every time TikTok does anything, somebody hits a wall. So it's not that far away. Like it's just it's it's closed in. I'm saying this section feels like a bunker, but I say subway because oh, okay. it, it goes long. It's a long path because yeah. where Roland came in and where Roland may be exiting, very long and winding, and it's like it's almost like being in a submarine, but a little but open because you have you walk through, you have the double sealed doors, you open them, you go through, and then you continue on. It's like being in any kind of spaceship where you see them running and then opening a door and then closing the door behind them and running further and then. Yeah. yeah. It's all underground in, in the city of blood. Yay! So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. It, and it's very decorated very hippie-ish. Hippie... Yes, because we get an exaggerated um, <laughs> section here about how this room looks. To Jake, the room Gasher dragged him into looked like a Minuteman missile silo, which had been decorated by the inmates of a lunatic asylum. Part museum, part living room, part hippie crash pad. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So you have lines of the neon tubing in all different colors just going up and just... It's like, okay. After this exaggerated section about the room, we go into... The big man himself. Yes. The TikTok. 
What you also learn is that the entire floor, well, mo huge sections of the floor, are vented grates. Like, they're just grates with air pretty much coming up to the point where you have to, like, pin down anything that you put on top of it. It's like, that's that's a weird-ass floor, okay? It just reminds me of, like, uh... Reminds me, like, above subways and stuff. Yeah. It did, yeah. Pretty much. It, for some reason, I was thinking, like, on spaceships, how they have entire sections where it's nothing but that grating and you see them running across it. Which doesn't make any real sense, in my opinion, because I've never seen a, nothing on our normal spaceships, but when you go with future, for some reason, you need these grates. And, because, well, I mean, I guess it's really good to be able to have things go under it and aliens crawl underneath it, so... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's set, the, let's set the spaceship up well for aliens to be inside of it. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> oh. um, we get a description of the doors, pretty much, which, once again, it's the doors that are sealed. Two separate doors sealed. Yes. I don't know if it's here or a little bit further. When he says it reminds them of, like, a hazmat chamber kind of thing where you open one. Or, not not hazmat. It's a... Yeah, they use a different word. If it wasn't hazmat. Mm. I had it too. I wrote it down. Air spaceship airlocks. There yep. we go. Which Where, you kind of said earlier. Yeah. Which is you open one door and you close it before you can open the other one and close it. Except these are like really close together. And they have to open at the same time. This fancy button for all that. Beep. Hmm. Yep. And then we, like I said, good old tiki-taki. Sitting in the center of the room with one massive leg thrown casually over the arm of a chair big enough to be a throne. Was a man who looked like a cross between a Viking warrior and a giant from a children's fairy tale. And then he's not wearing a shirt. I was like, it's Thor! <laughs> <laughs> It's coming out Monday. Shh. I don't care. If you didn't recognize, we went and saw Endgame over the weekend. Or technically last night. But the weekend when you get this, it is what it is. We saw it. But either way, as I said, when I was reading this, I was like, it's a very ugly Thor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So go see Endgame if you haven't. It's very important. Anyway. TikToky. No, no, it wasn't Thor. I thought Aquaman first. For some reason, I was thinking Jason Momoa when I was reading this, except for the blonde hair. Yes, no, yes, he sounds at this point much more like Jason Momoa. Yeah. For some reason, when I read Viking, my brain thought Thor, but then I was like, nope. When I was reading this, it was definitely Jason Momoa. I wonder why. <laughs> Can't possibly guess. No, possible. <laughs> oh. His hair, a dirty gray blonde, which, okay, so it does say gray blonde. I remember reading dirty gray, and then later on, they just go by blonde, and I'm like, when the hell did it become a blonde? But, yeah, okay, got so, it now. Gray blonde, Viking-ish looking man, super huge, shirtless, tight leather pants and boots. Has a knife, and also has a machine gun hanging from the back of his chair. Yeah. Um, around his neck, he has a coffin shape with a clock inside of it that moves like the little pendulum moves back and forth so it's obvious we know who this person is good old tiki-taki 
He thought of the crocodile in Peter Pan, the one that always was always chasing after Captain Hook, and a little smile touched his lips. Gasher saw it and raised his hand. Jake cringed away, putting his own hands to his face. The TikTok man shook his finger at Gasher in an amusing school marmish gesture. Now, now, no need of that, Gasher, he said. And suddenly we just realized the pull that this guy has on everybody. Well, I mean, Gasher was bringing him to the TikTok man. But we have Nasty Gasher, the crudest, most ugly being that we've seen in this entire book, suddenly just stop, go completely complacent, and just look at this man with adoration and be like, if you say so, sir. Tuck man, not not a nice man. Not a very nice man at all. Then of course you have the other people in the room. There's like what two, three guys, and then two women. Um, they said so there was a half a dozen people in the oh, room. Okay. Four men and two women. And yep, yep, yep. And after Gasher says some things, he's like, When I want your opinion, I'll ask for it, the TikTok man said. Now close the door, Gash. You weren't born in a barn. And a dark-haired woman laughed shrilly, a sound like a caw of a crow. TikTok flicked his eyes towards her. She squinted at once and cast her eyes down at the grilled floor. Uh, did she laugh again? Is that what happens? Yes, yes it is. Uh, it's... I brung him, Gasher said. I told you you could trust me to do it, and didn't I? You did, TikTok said. Bang on. I had some doubts about your ability to return, or to remember the password at the end there, but... The dark-haired woman uttered another shrill caw. The TikTok man half-turned in her direction, that lazy smile dimpling the corners of his mouth. And before Jake was able to grasp what was happening, what had already happened... She was staggering backward, her eyes bulging in surprise and pain, her hands groping at some strange tumor in the middle of her chest, which hadn't been there a second before. Jake realized the TikTok man had made some sort of move as he was turning, a move so quick it had been no more than a flicker. The slim white hilt which had protruded from the scabbard looped over the TikTok man's shoulder was gone. The knife was now on the other side of the room, sticking out of the dark-haired woman's chest. TikTok had drawn and thrown with an uncanny speed Jake wasn't sure even Roland could match. It had been like some Malinge magic trick. Malin? They really talk TikTok up a lot. Oh, this little piece here of these next few pages. TikTok gets, gets talked up a lot. Oh, yeah. He's a very dangerous man. He's the leader of this nasty little group. Everybody listens to him. Everybody fears him. But he has this strange charm. He's almost mm-hmm. like a Negan. A Negan of this world. He's... he's un, His scariness is uncanny. But he has that charm to where people will believe almost anything he says. Unless you actually listen to him and look at him while he's talking to you. <laughs> then you're like, you know what, I'm... I don't trust you. <laughs> Negan's a good comparison. Negan's a good comparison. I told her about that laugh, TikTok said. His eyes shifted to the other woman, a heavy-set redhead who looked like a long-haul trucker. Didn't I, Tilly? Aye, Tilly said at once. 
Her eyes were lustrous with fear and excitement, and she licked her lips obsessively. So, so you did, many, many a time. I'll set my watch and warrant on it. So you might. Yeah, pretty much if you could find it. <laughs> it's amazing that that saying, I'll set my watch and warrant on it. When watches and clocks and stuff don't really set real well in this world. Yeah. You ain't gonna set much of anything because none of that works. To which, of course, TikTok man finally addresses Jake. That he does. Hmm. Come here, Cully. He said, I want a better look at you. Gasher gave him a shove. Jake stumbled forward. He would have fallen if the TikTok's strong hand, hand hadn't caught him by the shoulder. Then, when he was sure Jake had his balance again, TikTok grasped the boy's left wrist and raised it. It was Jake Sikio which had drawn his interest. If there, if this, if this hears what I think it is, it's an omen for sure and true, TikTok said. Talk to me, boy. Uh, what's this sigil you wear? Jake, who hadn't the slightest idea what a sigil was, could only hope for the best. It's a watch, but it doesn't work, Mr. TikTok. Good on your manners, Jake. Good on. <laughs> Be good, be good. TikTok man turned to look at him, so someone laughed in the back. Hoots. After a moment, TikTok looked back at Jake, and a sunny smile replaced the frown. Looking at that smile almost made you forget that it was a dead woman and not a movie Mexican taking a siesta over there against the wall. Looking at it almost made you forget that these people were crazy. And the TikTok man was likely the craziest inmate in the whole asylum. Watch, TikTok said, nodding. Aye, a likely enough name for such. After all, what does a person want with a timepiece but to watch it once in a while? Hi, Brandon. Hi, Tilly. Hi, Gasher. They responded with eager affirmations. The TikTok man favored them with his winning smile, then turned back to Jake again. Now Jake noticed that that smile, winning or not, stopped well short of the TikTok man's green eyes. They were as they had been throughout, cruel, cruel, and curious. <laughs> we get a funny... Oh my goodness. Yeah, he reached a finger towards the Sekio, which now proclaimed the time to be 91 minutes past 7. A.M. and P.M., and pulled it back just before touching the glass above the liquid crystal display. Tell me, dear boy, is this watch of yours booby-rigged? Uh, no, no, it's not booby-rigged. Jake touched his own finger to the face of the watch. That means nothing. If it's set to the frequency of your own body, the TikTok man said. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. His, his watch... It doesn't work. That's that's what he's going to try to get you with, right there. That's the thing that's going to get you ticky. So then, of course, he glances at one of his other guys, like thinking, hmm, maybe I should get this guy to touch it for me. And then he's like, you know what? Never mind. I'll just threaten the kid. Pretty much. <laughs> if this thing gives me a shock, my little friend, you're going to be choking to death. Jake swallowed hard, but said nothing. The TikTok man reached out his finger again and this time allowed it to settle on the face of the psycho. 
The moment that it did, all the m numbers went to zeros and then began to count upward again. TikTok's eyes had narrowed in a grimace of potential pain as he touched the face of the watch. Now their corners crinkled in the first genuine smile Jake had seen from him. He thought it was partly pleasure at his own courage, but mostly simple wonder and interest. "'May I have it?' he asked Jake silkily. "'As a gesture of your goodwill, shall we say. "'I am something of a clock fancier, my dear young Cully, so I am.' "'Be my guest, Jake.' Jake stripped the watch off his arm at once and dropped it in onto the TikTok man's large waiting palm. So Tiki, Tiki's quite happy with his little watch. And starts playing around with it quite a bit. This little expandable wristband and... To which, of course, Gasher still wants to let TikTok man know that, yeah, he may be a gentleman and everything, but he's still he's smart Alec. Okay, you gotta watch him. Okay, you gotta watch him. And TikTok man's like, please, just shut up. Just shut up. Gasher, shut up. Gasher, we don't need no more of you, okay? Shut up. Then he looked back at Jake, watching the light go off and on. Oh, whoops. His eyes were narrowed to bright green slits again. Tell me something, Cully. Does this run on a dipolar or unipolar circuit? Neither one, Jake said, not knowing that his failure to say he did, he did not know what either of these terms meant was buying him a great deal of future trouble. Mm-hmm. It runs on a nickel-cadmium ca battery. At least I'm pretty sure it does. I've never had to replace it, and I lost the instruction folder a long time ago. One foreshadowing. Yeah, I mean, something... Stephen that... King in his foreshadowing. He loves foreshadowing. And two, instruction folder? That is really, in Jake? Instruction folder? It's an interesting name. I don't know if that's how I would have said it. Still not sure what these uh, dipolar or un unipolar, unipolar circuits are, but... He seems to just be pretty set on this stuff. The TikTok man looked at him for a long time without speaking, and Jake realized with dismay that the blonde man was trying to decide if Jake had been making fun of him. If he decided Jake had been making fun, Jake had an idea that the abuse he had suffered on the way here would seem like tickling compared to what TikTok man might do. He suddenly wanted to divert TikTok's train of thought, wanted that more than anything in the world. He said the first thing he thought might turn the trick. He was your grandfather, wasn't he? And this catches his attention. Oh, does it ever. Who was my grandfather, Cully? Jake's eyes once more took in the TikTok man's massive, nobly shaped head and broad shoulders. He remembered what Susanna had said. Look at the size of him, Roland. They must have had to grease him to get him into the cockpit. The man in the airplane. David Quick. The talk man's eyes widened in surprise and amazement. Then he threw back his head and roared out a gust of laughter that echoed off the domed ceiling high above. The others smiled nervously. None, however, dared to laugh right out loud, not after what had happened to the woman with the dark hair. Whoever you are and wherever you come from, boy, you're the triggest cove old TikToks run into for many a year. Quick was my great-grandfather, not my grandfather, but you're close enough. Wouldn't you say so, Gasher, my dear? Aye, Gasher said. He's trig right enough. I could have told you that, but weary pert all the same. Gasher, 
Mm-hmm. Good old Gashu. I can see the pert in his eyes, but we'll take care of that, won't we, Gasher? It's not Gasher he's talking to, Jake thought. It's me. He thinks he's, he think he's hypnotizing me. And maybe he is. Aye, Gasher breathed. Jake felt he was drowning in those wide green eyes. Although TikTok Man's grip was still not really tight, he could get he couldn't get enough breath into his lungs. He summoned all of his own force in effort to break the blonde man's hold over him, and again spoke the first words which came to his mind. And maybe not the best words. Um, no. So fell Lord Perth, and the countryside did shake with that thunder. Not, not no. Not, Jake, that's probably not that thing you should have said. That's a bad idea on your part there. It acted upon TikTok like a hard open handed blow to the face. He recoiled, green eyes narrowing, his grip on Jake's shoulder tightening painfully. What do you say? Where did you hear that? A little bird told me. Jake <laughs> replied with calculated insolence, and the next instant he was flying across the room. Jake. Not, not a good idea, Jake. Just... And then to be a smart aleck afterwards. Yeah, you did not help yourself there. Uh, so yeah, Jake's not doing so well. He's been thrown and hit a wall. He's not doing particularly good. Gasher's right, he said. He gathered a handful of Jake's shirt into one fist and pulled him up. You're pert. But you don't want to be pert with me, Cully. You don't ever want to be pert with me. Have you heard of people with short fuses? Well, I have no fuse at all, and there's a thousand could testify to it if I hadn't stilled their tongues for good. If you ever speak to me of Lord Perth again, ever, 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 I'll tear off the top of your skull and eat your brains. I'll have none of that bad luck story in the cradle of the greys. Do you understand me? Interesting choice of words. He shook Jake back and forth like a rag, and the boy burst into tears. Do you? Yes. Good. He set Jake upon his feet where he swayed woozily back and forth, wiping at his streaming eyes. Now, my little call, we're going to have a question and answer session here. I'll ask the questions, and you'll give the answers. Do you understand? Jake didn't reply. He was looking at a panel of the ventilator grill, which circled the chamber. The TikTok man grabbed his nose between two of his fingers and squeezed it viciously. Do you understand me? Yes, Jake cried. His eyes now watering with pain as well as terror returned to TikTok's face. He wanted to look back at the ventilator grill, wanted desperately to verify that what he had seen there was not simply a trick of his frightened, overloaded mind. But he didn't dare. He was afraid someone else, TikTok himself most likely, would follow his gaze and see what he had seen. So, yeah. Ow, my nose hurts. <laughs> yeah, that would not be very painful. But Jake's a little something-something. Nice, nice little something, something. So yes, he's, he he thinks he saw something in the vents, and of course doesn't want to stare at it because 
Well, you don't want to you don't want to bring attention to that. That would not be a good thing at all. No, especially if you're not hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> The TikTok man released his hold on Jake's nose, which immediately began to gush blood. You could have told me. Oh, I forgot about that. Hmm. TikTok man asked if he was a a, a, a not see a not see a not see. Twitch, uh, poor Jake got a little beaten up for that one too because he didn't know what a not see was. I don't understand. He thought it was a weird way of saying, "Are you blind?" <laughs> I was like, well, I think they all know I'm not blind. Um, not see. Not see. You just, you, you just want to stop playing with me, boy. I don't understand, Jake began, and then he looked at the old machine gun hanging from the chair and thought once more of the crashed Folkwolf. The pieces fell together in his mind. No, I'm not, I'm not a Nazi. I'm an American. All that ended long before I was born. And then... And then, yeah, they let go of his nose. They gushed with blood. You could have told me that in the first place and saved yourself all sorts of pain, Jake Chambers. But at least now you understand how we do things around here, don't you? I don't know how that would have helped him at all. Personally. With the turn of events that happened, I don't know him being an American and not a Nazi would have uh, changed anything. But Plus, I mean, unless when, as soon as he walked in and goes, I am Jake Chambers, I am an American. <laughs> I am an American. He's still not going to understand Nazi. Yeah, Nazi. Oh. Uh, let's see. But at least now you understand. Jake nodded. Ah, well enough. We'll start with with the simple questions. Jake's eyes drifted back to the ventilator grill. Uh, what he had seen before was still there. It hadn't been just his imagination. Two gold-ringed eyes floated in the dark behind the chrome Lovers? Sure. I'm not... I don't know what it is. I don't know what a lover is. A lover? Lover. I'm unaware of this one, but yeah. Oi! 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 Good old oi. TikTok slapped his face, knocking him back into the gasher, who immediately pushed him forward again. It's school time, dear heart, gasher whispered. Mind your lesson now. Mind your weary sharp. Look at me when I'm talking to you, TikTok said. I'll have some respect, Jake Chambers, or I'll have your balls. All right, TikTok's green eyes gleam dangerously. All right, what? All right, sir? TikTok smiled. That's a start, boy, he said, and leaned forward. Forearms on his thighs. Now, what's an American? Points exactly. That wouldn't have helped him at all. So a lover is uh, each of a set of angled slats or flat strips fixed or hung at regular intervals in a door, shutter, or screen to allow air or light to pass through them. So the ventilator shaft, like we've already kind of been talking about, but we we used another fancy word. It's the angled metal panels that go in front of them. Yeah, yeah. The chrome slats. I think we could. I think we could have used a. It's Stephen a, King. A different word, but sure, sure, that works too. And now we're back to Roland. Roland, which we lost, last left him where he had just gotten to the door. And he realized there's no way to open it from this side. He's sitting there trying to handle, but he knows it's not going to work. He uh, tries to listen through the door, and he's like, "I know it's not going to work. I can't hear a thing." 
where I had seen these types of doors before. And he realizes that it has to be opened from both sides, so he's like, hmm, if Jake could only push the button from the other side. Which would be rather difficult. He's kind of dealing with a big fellow over there. Roland understood that he was not a full member of this quartet. He guessed that even Oi was more fully aware that, than he of the secret life which existed at its heart. He very much doubted that the bumbler had tracked Jake with his nose alone through those tunnels where water ran in polluted streamlets. Nevertheless, he had been able to help Jake when the boy had been trying to cross from his world to this one. He had been able to see, and when Jake had been trying to regain the key he had dropped, he had been able to send a message. He had to be very careful about sending messages this time. At best, the Greys would realize something was up. At worst, Jake might misinterpret what Roland tried to tell him and do something foolish. But if he could see... Roland closed his eyes and bent all his concentration toward Jake. He thought of the boy's eyes and sent his caw out to find them. At first, there was nothing... But at last an image began to form. It was a face framed by long gray blonde hair. Green eyes gleamed in the deep sockets like fire dims in a cave. Roland quickly understood that this was the TikTok man, and that he was a descendant of the man who had died in the air carriage. Interesting, but of no value. He tried to look beyond the TikTok man to see the rest of the room. Ache, Oi whispered, as if reminding Roland that this was neither at the time nor the place to take a nap. Shh, the gunslinger said, not opening his eyes. But it was no good. He caught only blurs, probably because Jake's concentration was focused so tightly on the TikTok man. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, he, he demands attention. Really demands it. He looked up at the narrow ventilator grills, then down at Oi. He had wondered several times just how smart he was. Now it looked as though he was going to find out. So he decides to put Oi in the vents. And he tells Oi, go see, come back. Yep. Don't let them see you. Go see and come back. So Oi disappears. Um, Oi returned less than three minutes later. Roland lifted him out of the shaft and put him on the floor. Oi looked at him with his long neck extended. How many, Oi? Roland asked. How many did you see? For a long moment, he thought the bumbler wouldn't do anything except go on staring in his anxious way. Then he lifted his right paw tentatively in the air, extended his claws, and looked at it as if trying to remember something very difficult. At last, he began to tap on the steel floor. One, two, three, four. A pause. Then two more, quick and delicate. The extended claws clicking lightly on the steel. Five, six. Oi paused a second time, head down, looking like a child lost in the throes of some titanic mental struggle. Then he tapped his claws one final time on the steel, looking up at Roland as he did. Ache. Six grays and Jake. Bumble, I mean, some, some high intelligence here. You're doing some good adding. You're counting people. You, know, you definitely know who Jake is. Um... Roland picked up Oi and stroked him. Good, he murmured into Oi's ear. In truth, he was almost overwhelmed with surprise and gratitude. He had hoped for something, something, but this careful response was amazing, and he had few doubts about the accuracy of the count. Good boy. Oi. Ache. 
Yes, Jake. Jake was the problem. Jake, to whom he had made a promise he intended to keep. He picked up Oi again, knowing Jake might live. Might, but the bumbler was almost certainly going to die. Roland, why, why do you say that, Roland? Why, 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 why can't I be saying that? He whispered several simple words into Oi's cocked ear, repeating them over and over. At last, he ceased speaking and returned him to the ventilator shaft. Good boy, he whispered. Go on now. Get it done. My heart goes with you. Oi, art, ache, the bumbler whispered, and then scurried off into the darkness again. Roland waited for all hell to break loose. Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing over here, buddy? What are you, what are you, what are you doing? He's found out that this animal is very intuitive, so decides he needs to tell it something and send it on its way. And he knows that it most likely isn't going to survive. Roman? What are you doing over here, buddy? I can't handle this. All right. Well, let's, let's go back to good old Eddie and Susanna. Because we're just moving all around them, all around everywhere. But oi. Yeah, but oi. We'll have to wait for oi, unfortunately. No. Oh, and last we left Eddie and them. Good old Blaine wanted a question. Ask <laughs> me a question and it better be a good one. If not, you and your woman are going to die. No matter where you came from. Yep, so we're back here now. Everyone's dealing with something. <laughs> and even little Blaine is like, dude, he's worse than ever. You need to hurry and think of something. <laughs> we don't get a question here. I'm just thinking all kinds of things, but there's no question. Well, there's plenty of questions. No, uh, no, no, what have you been up to? <laughs> How's Why haven't you been doing the Southwest run or Southeast run? <laughs> How's the wife and children? Uh, no. Who built you? Want to talk about it? Does he want to talk about it? I guess that's the point. What does he want to talk about? Blaine, I've got a question, and it's a pretty good one. Listen. She closed her eyes for a moment, fingers rubbing frantically at her temples, and then opened her eyes again. There is a thing that, uh, that nothing is and yet has a name. "'Tis sometimes tall and sometimes short. "'She broke off and stared at Eddie with wide, agonized eyes. "'Help me, I can't remember how the rest of it goes.' "'Eddie only stared at her as, she, as if she had gone mad. "'What in the name of God was she talking about?' "'Then it came to him, and it made a weirdly perfect sense, "'and the rest of the riddle clicked into his mind. "'He swung toward the speaker again. "'It joins our talks, it joins our sport, and plays at every game.' What is it? That's our question, Blaine. What is it? The red light illuminating the command and enter buttons below the diamond of numbers blinked out. There was an endless moment of silence before Blaine spoke again, but Eddie was aware that the feeling of electricity crawling all over his skin was diminishing. A shadow, of course, the voice of Blaine responded. An easy one, but not bad. Not bad at all. Hmm. So 
So they seem to have hit a chord with Blaine. They've hit hit this note of interest that suddenly he doesn't really feel like killing them all that instantly. Yep, the voice coming from the speaker was animated by thoughtful quality and something else as well. Pleasure? Longing? Eddie couldn't quite decide, but he did know there was something in that voice that reminded him of Little Blaine. He knew something else as well. Susanna had saved their bacon, at least for the time being. He bent down and kissed her cold, sweaty brow. Do you know any more riddles? Blaine asked. Yes, lots, Susanna said at once. Our companion, Jake, has a whole book of them. From the New York place of where? Blaine asked. And now the tone of his voice was perfectly clear. At least to Eddie. Hmm. Uh, Blaine might be a machine, but Eddie had been a heroin junkie for six years, and he knew stone greed when he heard it. From New York, right, he said. But Jake had been taken prisoner. A man named Gasher took him. No answer. And then the button glowed faint rosy pink again. Good so far, the voice of little Blaine whispered. But you must be careful. He's tricky. The red light reappear, uh, reappeared at once. Did one of you speak? Oh, no, no, no. no I was just, just clearing clear my voice. I'm, I'm scared. The things are bad. I'm, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I'm scared, to tell you the truth. Uh, that is very wise of you. Those riddles of which you speak, are they stupid? I won't have my patience tried with stupid riddles. Most are smart, uh, Susanna said. But she looked anxiously at Eddie as she said it. You lie! You don't know the quality of these riddles at all! How can you say voice analysis, uh, frictive patterns, and defthong stress emphasis provide a reliable quotient of truth and untruth? Predictive reliability is 97% plus or minus 0.5%. 0.5%. There's some fun stuff there. So he's a, he's a truth. He's a lie detector. Let's go with that. Yeah. Don't, lie to, don't lie to Blaine. It's a bad thing. Uh, I suggest you stick to what you know, sweetheart. The last guy that tried shading the truth with me wound up at the bottom of the... The Sind? In a pair of Schmidt cowboy boots. You get it, right? Get what? Huh? You you said you sounded confused with the send again. No, I don't get it. I assume it's a river or something. Yeah, the send river. Is it a send river? Yeah. I just the last time send came up, you asked the same thing if it was a send river, and I was like, yes, it's the send river, the same river that they've been talking about the entire. It's just too much. It's a weird word. (laughs) I don't remember. Those conversations at all, so it's all right. <laughs> well, they're recorded, so they're recorded. They are. They're recorded. <laughs> Wonderful. Me being confused. Wonderful. Oh, uh, the internet is forever. Unfortunately. It is. Christ, Eddie said. We walked for hundreds of miles or so to meet the computer version of Rich Little. How can you in- imitate a guy like John Wayne and Humphrey Bogart, Blaine? Guys from our world. Nothing. Okay, you don't want to answer that one. How about this one? If a riddle was what you wanted, why didn't you just say so? Again, there was no answer. 
but Eddie discovered that he didn't really need one. Blaine liked riddles, so he asked them one, had asked them one. Susanna solved it. Eddie guessed that if she had failed to do so, the two of them would now be looking at a couple of giant economy-sized charcoal briquettes. 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 Sure. Lying at the, fl- the floor of the cradle flood. So he pretty much said that if she had failed, they would have turned into the jar- the charcoal squares that you throw on the grill. Well, yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're going to be fried. We, 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 Blaine's good at frying people. Something he's fantastic at. Blaine, Susanna asked uneasily. There was no answer. Blaine, are you still there? Yes. Tell me another one. When is a door not a door? Eddie asked. When it's a jar. You'll have to do better than that if you really expect me to take you somewhere. Can you do better than that? If Roland gets here, I'm sure we can, Susanna said, regardless of how good the riddles in Jake's books may be. Roland knows hundreds. He actually studied them as a child. Having said this, she realized she could not conceive of Roland as a child. Will you take us, Blaine? I might, Blaine said, and Eddie was quite sure he had heard a dim thread of cruelty running through that voice. But you'll have to prime the pump to get me going, and my pump primes backwards. Well, she'll, this will come back, but not until the next chapter. Yeah. Yes, because it's, it's not in this one. We don't actually get back to it. You'll have to prime the pump, but my pump primes backwards, he said bleakly. It's a riddle, isn't it? Yes, of course. She looked at the triangle, triangular window so like a half-lidded mocking eye, and then pulled him close. It's totally insane, Eddie. Schizophrenic, paranoid, probably delusional as well. Tell me about it, he breathed back. What we've got here is a lieutenant... Lu- wow. Lunatic gen- genius ghost in the computer monorail that likes riddles and goes faster than the speed of sound. Welcome to the fantasy version of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Welcome to the Twilight Zone. Go fire a shot, Eddie. Let them know we're still here. Yeah, now if only could we be sure that they're still here. Do you think they are, Eddie? I don't know. That's a riddle. Not even Blaine could answer. I tend to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he could tell you. If you really asked, I'm sure he would tell you B- if he Bla- wanted Blaine to. seems to know a lot. Like a lot, lot. So we go back to Jake. Could I have something to drink? Jake asks. Yeah. <sighs> so the TikTok man, being the gracious person he is, gets one of his people to go grab something to drink. Oh, you're sitting here talking about water? That's making me thirsty, too. I am so sorry. Where are my manners? So they go get this little ladle or something of water and come back. And he goes to hand it to Jake. And just, nope, nope, that's not how it's going to be. Yeah, TikTok's big douchebag. Douchey douche. But we also get some dialogue about the computers. It says, you say the American city you came from, this New York, is much like Ludd? Well, not exactly. But you do recognize some of the machinery. Tick-tock press, valves and pumps and such, not to mention the fire-dim tubes. Yes, we call it neon, but that's, it's the same. 
TikTok reached out toward him. Jake cringed, but TikTok only patted him on the shoulder. Yes, yes, close enough, his eyes gleamed. And you've heard of computers? Sure, but... And then, of course, she goes to hand him the ladle, and he's like, oh, thank God. To which TikTok's like... Yep, it's mine. Thank you. I was, I was feeling plenty parched myself. Why? I got to thinking about how thirsty I was and forgot all about you, TikTok cried. That's mean as hell. God's damn my eyes. But of course, it looks so good, and it is good. Cold, clear, and then of course, kind of hands it out again. And then Jake's like, oh, thank you. It's like, no, no, first... Tell me what you know about dipolar computers and transitive circuits, he said coldly. What? Jake looked toward the ventilator grill, but the golden eyes were gone. He was beginning to think he had imagined them, after all. He shifted his gaze back to the TikTok man, understanding one thing clearly. He wasn't going to get any water. He had been stupid to even dream he might. What are dipolar computers? The TikTok man's face contorted with rage. He threw the remainder of the water into Jake's bruised, puffy face. Don't you play it light with me, he shrieked. He stripped off the psycho watch and shook it in front of him. When I asked you if this ran on a dipolar circuit, you said it didn't. So don't tell me you don't know what I'm talking about when you already made it clear that you do. Yeah, Jake. It you, came back to haunt him. It did. It did. Unfortunately, I mean, nobody. We, I mean, they. I guess they've renamed the things. So yeah. there's a thousand of those dipolar computers right under the city. Maybe a hundred thousand, and the only one that still works don't do a thing except play "Watch Me" and run those drums. I want those computers. I want them working for me. Well. I don't know how much they can help you with that, but I know you have to fight someone else for them. Yeah. And you ain't gonna win that battle. So, of course, he grabs Jake, starts shaking him. And I want them, and I mean to have them. Then, of course, he puts down Jake and is like, I am so sorry. I lost my temper. It's my bad. All right, you've had your little joke, and I've had mine. Now tell me everything you know about dipolar computers and transist, uh, transitive circuits. Then you can have a drink. Jake opened his mouth to say something. He had an idea of what, and then, incredibly, Roland's voice in his mind filled it. Distract him, Jake, and if there is a button that opens the door, get close to it. The TikTok man was watching him closely. Something just came into his mind. Didn't it, Cully? I always know, so don't try to keep it secret. Tell your old friend Tiki. Jake caught movement in the corner of his eye, although he did not dare glance up at the ventilator panel. Not with all TikTok's men noticed TikTok's men men's man's noticed bent upon him. He knew that Oi was back, peering down through the Lovers, 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 distract them. Well, you know, it'd be nice, it'd be nice. Distract them, and suddenly Jake knew just how to do that. 
I did think of something, he said, but it wasn't about the computers. It was about how old pal Gasher and his old pal Hoots. Here, here, Gasher cried. What are you talking about, boy? Why don't you tell TikTok who really gave you the password, Gasher? Then I can tell TikTok where you keep it. The TikTok man puzzled gaze shifted from Jake to Gasher. What's he talking about? Nothing, Gasher said, but he could not forbear a quick glance at Hoots. He's just running his gob, trying to get off the hot seat by putting me on it. Tiki, I told you he was pert, then die. Oh, he's pert, all right. And ooh, Gasher. Take a look in his scarf, why don't you, Jake asked. He's got a scrap of paper with the word written on it. I had to read it to him because he couldn't even do that. There was no sudden rage on TikTok's part this time. His face darkened gradually instead, like a summer sky before a terrible thunderstorm. Let me see your scarf, Gasher, he said in a soft, thick voice. Let your old pal sneak a peek. He's lying, I tell you, Gasher cried, putting his hands on a scarf. Oi's gold-ringed eyes gleamed. All you gotta do is look in his face to see he's lying. What a pert little coal like him does best. The TikTok man shifted his gaze to Hoots, who looked sick with fear. What about it? The TikTok asked in a soft, terrible voice. What about it, Hooter man? I know you and Gasher were, of course, buddies of old, and I know you've the brains of a hungoose. But surely not even you could be stupid enough to write down a password in the inner chamber. Could you? Could you? I, I only thought, Hoots began. Shut up! Gasher shouted. <laughs> you better not dare say anything. My life is on the line right now. He shot Jake a look of pure sick hate. <clears throat> I'll kill you for this, dearie. See if I don't. Take off your scarf, Gasher, the TikTok man said. I want to look inside it. Jake sidled a step closer to the podium with the buttons on it. No! Gasher's hands returned to the scarf and pressed it against it as if it might fly away. Be damned if I will! Brandon, grab him, TikTok said. To which that wasn't... Gasher's... Gasher's at the point of no return. He's not gonna... Yeah, he, he's at the end of his hip rope. And it's also weird that uh, we have all these strange, weird Gasher and, and, and Hoots and Tully. And, and Brandon. Brandon. Yeah. Just Brandon. Hooterman. Hooterman. So, of course, he slashes Brandon's arm with a knife. Says, do I have to do everything around here myself? TikTok shouted, more exasperated than angry. It seemed and rose to his feet. Gasher retreated from him, weaving the bloody knife back and forth in front of his face. He kept his other hand planted firmly on the top of his head. Draw back, he panted. I loves you like a brother, Tiki. But if you don't draw back, I'll hide this blade in your gut, so I will. You? Not likely. The TikTok man said with a laugh. He removed his own knife from his scabbard and held it delicately by the bone hilt. All eyes were on the two of them. Jake took two quick steps to the podium with his little cluster of buttons and reached for the one he thought the TikTok man had pushed. Gasher was backing along the curved wall with the tubes of light painting his mandrus-riddled face in a su succession of sick colors. Now it was the TikTok man standing below the ventilator grill where Oi was watching. 
Put it down, Casher, TikTok said in a reasonable tone of voice. You brought the boy, as I asked. If anyone else gets pricked over this, it'll be Hoots, not you. Just show me. Jake saw Oi crouching to spring and understood two things. What the bumbler meant to do and who had put him up to it. Oi! No! he screamed. All of them turned to look at him. At that moment, Oi leapt, hitting the flimsy ventilator grill and knocking it free. The TikTok man wheeled toward the sound, and Oi fell onto his upturned face, biting and slashing. I will say, Jake, you could have made things a lot easier on yourself. Let Oi do what Oi is going to do, and you open the door. <laughs> I know you're worried about the bumbler, understandably, but there's a plan here, and you're messing it up. I think it was that that minor flicker of, Roland, you bastard, you sent my buddy to his death. It was the only way to get him in there. It's like, I created a good enough distraction for the moment. You could have waited a minute. But no, you told Oi to do this, and now Oi's doing it, and now everything's messed up. So just open the door, Jake. <laughs> uh, Roland heard it faintly, even through the twin doors. Twin doors. Doors. <laughs> Oi! No! And his heart sank. He waited for the valve wheel to turn, but it did not. He closed his eyes and sent with all his might. The door, Jake. Open the door. His sen- he sensed no response, and the pictures were gone. His communication line with Jake, flimsy to begin with, had now been severed. Yeah, I said, one, Jake's very distracted, and two, I'm sure he's not really wanting to talk to you right now. <laughs> Open the door, Jake! He's, wait, what? What is he? 11? 11 years old? I don't remember how old he is. It's 11 or 12. No, it's 11 or 12. Something okay. right there. So, uh, he's an 11-year-old boy who is watching his his best little fuzzy buddy just pretty much... He's defending him. Jake, do your part here. I, I'm just saying, as far I as do. Roland goes, like, not wanting to talk to Roland, I can kind of, yeah, that communication's probably cut off for a minute. <laughs> oh, and good old TikTok. Ticky, 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 tocky here, not doing particularly yeah. fantastic at the moment. Boy is heading for the soft bits in the face. Yeah. So we, part 33, we're back to the TikTok man. Yay-ish. Not doing particularly well. When you have a bumbler land on your face, you're no longer doing well. No. So he lost an eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, of course. The TikTok man blundered backward, cursing and screaming and grabbing at the writhing, biting digging thing on his face. He felt Oi's claws punch into his left eye, popping it, and a horrible red pain sink into his head like a flaming torch thrown down a deep well. At that point, rage overwhelmed the pain. He seized Oi, tore him off his face, and held him over his head, meaning to twist him like a rag. No, Jake wailed. He forgot about the button which unlocked the doors and seized the gun hanging from the back of the chair. 
and everybody scatters. Yeah, I mean, the boy's got a machine gun now. <laughs> this is not good. I know who's uh, moving I, forward. You would end it off with it. And I thought maybe you were going to pick up with it. Leave him alone, you bastard. Jake screamed and pressed the trigger. He had enough pressure. Pressure, that's not pressure. He had enough presence of mind left to aim low. The roar of the... the, I I don't know. Machine gun was ear splitting in the enclosed space. Although it fired only five or six rounds... One of the lighted tubes popped and burst. Cold orange fire. A hole appeared about an inch above the left knee of the TikTok man's tight-fitting trousers. Oh, nice. So it's a machine gun. He does, what, five or six rounds. One hits a neon tube, and the other one hits TikTok man. Out of five or six rounds. Yeah. It's machine gun. And he apparently didn't aim very well. I- <laughs> Because you only hit TikTok once. That's pretty bad aiming on your part, Jake. <laughs> You'd think even if you just started at one and just went this way, it would it would have hit something. I, I, well, I mean, he can't be terribly far. But yeah, he, he just really bad aiming here. Stormtrooper in the leg once. Except, do they even do they even hit once? No, not mo- mostly no. Okay. Mostly no. There's a lot of shots that don't really hit much of anything ever. <laughs> To which TikTok is very surprised. He he really didn't think that in his life anybody would actually hit him. Yes, he's insanely surprised that he had been shot. How dare he had been shot. So, of course, he drops Oi, and Oi immediately goes to somebody else. Welcome to the real world, you mother, mother, mother. Uh, Jake thought. <laughs> mm-hmm. TikTok dropped Oi. Yes, like you said. TikTok's like, you know what? And I mean, uh, Oi's like, you know what? I did my job here. I'm moving on. Well, it's like, he got dropped, and then he noticed his guy just grabbing Jake by the throat. So he's like, new target located. Attack. So, of course, he launches onto his leg, and then it's like a cartoon. You see the guy just kicking his leg around with Oi attached to it. Uh, Jake turned to see the TikTok man crawling towards him. He had retrieved his knife, and the blade was now clamped between his teeth. Rambo. Goodbye, Tiki, Jake said, and pressed the machine gun trigger again. Nothing happened. Jake didn't know if it was empty or jammed, and this was hardly the time to speculate. He took two steps backwards before finding further retreat was blocked by the big chair, which was served at the TikTok man's throne. I don't know whether it would be one of those cases where it's like, okay, Jake, you made the right move, or Jake, at that point, just used the gun as a weapon. Just... I don't know. TikTok is pretty fast. I don't know if I'd want to get close to TikTok. See, that was what I was thinking. I don't know if you want to get close to if it is jammed and not just empty. There's a chance that you're handing this guy a weapon. So it's like, yeah, probably best to just retreat. Or he could have just opened the door. No. 
Uh, by the chair. To which Jake sees that there is a panel on the side of the chair, which happens to have a revolver in it. And Jake's like, I got this one. Yeah, that works out well for him. You doesn't, TikTok said in a screamy whisper. Yes, I do, Jake said grimly, and pulled the trigger of the TikTok man's run-out gun. There was a flat crack, much less dramatic than the machine gun roar. I don't know. A small black hole appeared high up on the right side of TikTok's forehead. The TikTok man went on staring up at Jake's disbelief in his remaining eye. Jake tried to make himself himself shoot again and couldn't do it. Suddenly, a flap of the TikTok man's scalp peeled away like old wallpaper and dropped on his right cheek. Roland would have known what this meant. Jake, however, was now almost beyond coherent thought. A dark, panicky horror was spinning across his mind like a tornado funnel. He cringed back in the big chair as the hand on his ankle fell away and the TikTok man collapsed forward on his face. The door. He had to open the door and let the gunslinger in. Oh, finally, huh? Finally, you think about that door now? So he runs to it, goes to push the button, and is grabbed by the throat. I said I'd kill you for it, my nasty little pal, a voice whispered in his ear, and the gasher man always keeps his promises. Jake flailed behind him with both hands and found nothing but thin air. Gasher's finger sank in his throat, choking relentlessly. The world started to turn gray in front of his eyes. Gray quickly deepened to purple and purple to black. Yeah, so yeah, not doing so well. So we're going back to the, the, the good old Roland here. Yes, Let's go back to Roland. And suddenly in front of him, he hears a pump crank and the door starts to open. And he's like, yes. Finally. Gods be thanked, Roland thought, and seized the will. And opened it up, so... Roland kicked the door open with his boot and saw Gasher's... Gasher throttling Jake. Oi had left Copperheads and was now trying to make Gasher let go of Jake. But Gasher's boot was doing double duty protecting his owners from the bumbler's teeth and protecting Oi from the... By ruling... Sure, infection which ran in Gasher's blood, which is a good thing. Brandon, because still the most normal name up here, <laughs> stabbed Oi in the flank again. To um to uh, anyway, not doing a good job. Yeah. Blah, blah, Gasher looked up. You. He snarled. Yeah. <laughs> Me. Roland agreed, and fired once. Yay! He fired once, and the left side of Gasher's head disintegrated. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Pretty much, Roland's guns are pretty powerful. Every time he ever shoots anything, they they don't talk about how there was a hole or something. It disintegrated. (laughs) It no longer exists. Of course, then he shoots Brandon twice. And... Then, of course, Copperhead and Hoot are like, we're done. So they turn around to leave, and Roland's still in the mindset, like, no. Nobody's leaving. I have places to be, and if you guys come back to haunt me, no. No. So he shoots them in the back. 
A cluster of bright orange lights came on at the top of the capsule-shaped enclosure, and an alarm began to go off in broad horse blats that blattered the, or that battered the walls. After a moment or two, the emergency lights began to pulse in sync with the alarm. So, a wonderful alarm's going off. Like, ear-splitting wonderful alarm. How wonderful. We're going back to good old Eddie and Susanna. To which they had the same problem. Suddenly, the alarms start going off there, too. Blaine, what's happening? He shouted. He looked around but saw only wildly jumping shadows. Are you doing this? Blaine's only response was laughter. Terrible, mechanical laughter that made Eddie think of the clockwork clown that had stood outside the House of Horrors at Coney Islands when he was a little kid. Blaine, stop it, Susanna shrieked. How can we think of an answer to your riddle with that air raid siren going off? The laughter stopped as suddenly as it began, but Blaine made no reply. Or perhaps he did. From beyond the bars that separated them from the platform, huge engines powered by frictionless slow trans turbines awoke at the command of the dipolar computers the TikTok man had, lust had so lusted after. For the first time in a decade, Blaine the Mono was awake and cycling up toward running speed. Oh, shit. Yeah, good old Blaine. Good old Blaine doing his thing. To which we get a description of what's going on with everybody else as these alarms are going off. You have the greys, which are like, okay, the world's collapsing. It is, it is the end of times. And then you have the people who are already thinking everything was ghosts. <laughs> the pubes who had always believed that the ghosts lurking in the machines below the city would someday rise up to take their long-delayed vengeance on the still-living were probably closer to the actual truth of what was happening. To <laughs> some degree. To some degree. Now, although the unthinkable machinery which maintained the beams had weakened, this insane and inhuman intelligence had awakened in the rooms of the ruin, and had begun once more, although as bodiless as any ghost, to stumble through the halls of the dead. In other words, Blaine the Mono was preparing to get out of Dodge. He's he's hitting the road and leaving nothing behind him. Yeah, we'll get to that even more so in a second. Uh, Roland heard footsteps behind him as he knelt by Jake and turned, raising his gun. Tilly, her doe-colored face, a mask of confusion and superstitious fear, raised her hands and shrieked, Don't kill me, Sai. Please, don't kill me. Surprisingly enough, Roland lets her go. Yeah, Roland lets her live as long as she's not going the same way they are. Yeah. He's like, turn around and go back. Which he I knows. I think it's like death. I yeah, think that's just basically there's, death. There's no way to go back because of the one uh, booby trap that he purposely hit you and know it what? collapsed. You're not going the same way. If you even want to pretend like you're going to live a little bit longer, you're going that way. Roland dropped his head to Jake's chest, slamming his palm against his other ear to deaden the pulse of the alarm. He heard the boy's heartbeat, slow but strong. He slipped his arms around the boy, and as he did, Jake's eyes fluttered open. You didn't let me fall this time. His voice was no more than a hoarse whisper. No, not this time, and not ever again. Don't try your voice. Where's Oi? Oi, the bumbler barked. Oi, 
Brandon had slashed Oi several times, but none of the wounds seemed mortal or even serious. It was clear that he was in some pain, but it was equally clear he was transported with joy. He regarded Jake with sparkling eyes, his pink tongue lolling out, Ache! 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 Jake burst into tears and reached for him. Oi limped into the circle of his arms and allowed himself to be hugged for a moment. Everyone's doing okay. Everyone's alive here, so... He didn't die like Roland thought he was going to. No. Oi's fine. Jake's fine. But he is thirsty. Drake need, Jake needs some water. Jake's still trying to want some water. He still kind of really wants the water. To which Roland literally is just like, I, turning on the sink, you, you go right ahead. So he just dives his face right in. And then, you know, get some water for Oi. Everybody's thirsty. He found himself wishing he could go back and kill Gasher again, and it led him to another thought. What about the one Gasher called the TikTok Man? Did you see him? Yes. Oi ambushed him, tore up his face, and then I shot him. Dead? Jake's lips began to tremble. He pressed them firmly together. Yes. In his. He tapped his forehead high above his right eyebrow. I was, I, I, I was lucky. Orlin looked at him appraisingly and then slowly shook his head. You know, I doubt that, but never mind now. Come on. So, yeah. Oh, 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 no, we're, no, we're, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing now. But never mind that. Yeah, yeah going blah, blah, blah. Orlin point across the kitchen beyond another hatchway. The corridor continues. Uh, that'll do for a start. Gunslinger! A voice boomed from everywhere. Roland wheeled around, one arm cradling Oi, the other around Jake's shoulders, but there was no one to see. Who speaks to me, he shouted. Name yourself, Gunslinger. Roland of Gilead, son of Stephen. Who speaks to me? Gilead is no more, the voice mused, ignoring the question Roland uh, looked up and saw patterns of rings in the ceilings, voices coming from those. No gunslinger has walked in world or mid world for almost 300 years. I and my friends are the last. Jake took Oi from Roland, and the bumbler at once began to lick the boy's swollen face. His gold ringed eyes were full of adoration and happiness. It's bling, Jake whispered. To Roland, isn't it? Roland nodded. Of course it was. But he had no idea that there was a great deal more to blame than just the monorail train. Boy, are you Jake of New York? Jake pressed closer to Roland and looked up at the speaker. Yes, he said. It's me, Jake of New York, um, son of Elmer. Do you still have the Book of Riddles, the one... Of which I have been told. To which, which Jake cannot find yeah. his backpack like so, crap. The first moment he realizes he does not have it on his back and he is horrified. And then of course Roland is like, here it is. And he's like... You may have to adjust the straps <laughs> because I, I let him out a little bit. But the books, both books are still in there. What you got, little pilgrim? The voice inquired in a leisurely drawl. Cripes, Jake said. 
It can see us as well as hear us, Roland thought, and a moment later he spotted, spotted a small glass eye in one corner. He felt a chill slip over his skin and knew from both the troubled look on Jake's face and the way the boy's arms had tightened around Oi that he wasn't alone in his unease. That voice belonged to a machine, an incredibly smart machine, a playful machine, but there was something very wrong with it all the same. The book. I've got the riddle book. Good. There was an almost human satisfaction in the voice. Really excellent. To which, of course, someone busts into the room and is like, Hell, everything's on fire! <sighs> the door of the oven suddenly dropped open like an unhinged jaw. A thick beam of blue-white fire shot out and engulfed the scruffy man's head. He was driven backward with his clothes in flames and his skin boiling on his face. Jake stared up at Roland, stunned and horrified. Roland put an arm around the boy's shoulders. He interrupted me, the boy said. That was rude, wasn't it? Yes, Roland said calmly. Extremely rude. Extremely. Extremely rude. Susanna of New York says you have a great many riddles by heart, Roland of Gilead. Is this true? Yes. There was an explosion in one of the rooms opening off this arm of the corridor. This is um one of my more favorite riddles, <laughs> which I also did not figure out. Tell me one of your riddles, gunslinger, the voice invited. It was serene and untroubled, as if they were all sitting together in a peaceful village square somewhere instead of beneath a city that seemed on the verge of ripping itself apart. Roland thought for a moment, and what came to mind was Cuthbert's favorite riddle. All right, Blaine, he said. I will. What's better than all the gods, and worse than old man's split foot? Dead people eat it always. Live people who eat it die slow. There was a pause. Jake put his face in Oi's fur to try to get away from the stink of the roasted gray. Be careful, gunslinger. The voice was as small as a cool puff of breeze on the summer's hottest day. The voice of the machine had come from all the speakers, but this one came only from the speaker directly overhead. Be careful, Jake of New York. Remember that these are the drawers. Go slow and be very careful. Jake looked at the gunslinger with widening eyes. Roland gave his head a small, faint shake and raised one finger. He looked as if he was scratching the side of his nose, but that finger also lay across his lips, and Jake had an idea Roland was actually telling him to keep his mouth shut. I mean, I mean, what would he do, this? <laughs> because it, it was just like, it's like, what do you, it's, just, it's an interesting way just to say, be quiet. Well, if you do this, obviously you know what's each... Someone's going to be like, oh, what you doing over there? We already know Blaine can see them. But still, this... So if he goes like this, trying to... not... I don't know. A clever riddle, Blaine said at last. There seemed to be real admiration in his voice. The answer is nothing, is it not? That's right, Roland said. You are pretty clever yourself, Blaine. When the voice spoke again, Roland heard what Eddie had heard already. A deep and ungovernable greed. Ask me another... Roland drew a deep breath. Not just now. I hope you're not refusing me, Roland, son of Stephen, for that is also rude. Extremely rude. Take us to our friends and help us get out of blood. Then there may be time for riddling. I could kill you where you stand, the voice said, 
and now it was as cold as winter's darkest day. Yes, Roland said, I'm sure you could, but the riddles would die with us. I could take the boy's book. Thieving is ruder than either refusal or interruption, Roland remarked. Besides, Jake said, looking up at the speaker in the ceiling, the answers aren't in the book. Those pages were torn out. In a flash of inspiration, he tapped his temple. They're up here, though. You fellows want to remember that nobody loves a smartass, Blaine said. And to which starts to show them the way. Yeah, boy. Uh, yeah, you went ahead and just went and lied there, didn't you, buddy? They're all up here. We have no idea. They're right here, though. So we get this futuristic little metal sphere that just drops down and just floats in the air. And that's it. Just follow it. Okay. That 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 we can do. And then we get several, several, several pages of okay. just descriptions. Yes, it's pretty much a description of what it, of what this place looks like, what people are doing. Literally, people are killing themselves. Yeah, just just mass suicide. It's really yeah. what we have. Just insane mass suicide. It's like this is the end times. We don't know what's going to happen, so we might as well kill ourselves. Pretty much. Yeah. So just massive suicides as they're going, they start to get into this area where it's nothing but computers. Like it's just lines and lines of like computers and little data keepers and everything. And of course on these TV screens and stuff, it's showing every horrible thing that's going on. It's like, in the rooms, the people come and go, Blaine said. But I don't think any of them are talking of Michelangelo. Because Blaine's fucking off his course. <laughs> <laughs> he suddenly laughed, strange, tittery laughter that sounded like rats scampering over broken glass. The sound sent chills chasing up Jake's neck. He wanted nothing at all to do with an intelligence that laughed like that. But what choice did they have? He turned his gaze helplessly back to the monitors, and Roland at once turned his head away. He did this gently, but firmly. There's nothing there you need to look at, Jake, he said. But why are they doing it? Jake asked. Why? Because they're frightened, and Blaine is feeding their fear. Mm -hmm. But mostly, I think because they've lived too long in the graveyard of their grandfathers, and they're tired of it. And before you pity them... Remember how happy they would have been to take you along with them into the clearing where the path ends. To which they find the escalator. The escalator. The good escalator. <laughs> Some point in here. They're like, oh, we think we're riding through his brain. Um, it's not... Oh, yeah, it's right here. It's like, uh, he suddenly found himself thinking of the TikTok man. Uh, there's maybe a hundred thousand of those dipolar computers, and I want them. Well, Jake thought, they're waking up, so I guess you're getting what you wanted, Tiki. But if you were here, I'm not sure you'd still want it. Read it. Roland spoke in a soft, wondering voice. All these boxes. I think we're riding through the mind of the thing that calls itself Blaine, Jake. I think we're riding through its mind. Jake nodded and found himself thinking of his final essay. 
Blaine the brain is a hell of a pain. Yes. Jake looked closely at Roland. Are we going to come out where I think we're going to come out? Yes, Roland said. If we're still following the path of the beam, we'll come out at the cradle. Jake nodded. Roland? What? Thanks for coming after me. Roland nodded and put an arm around Jake's shoulders. Far ahead of them, huge motors rumbled to life. A moment later, a heavy grinding sound began and new light. The harsh glow of orange arc sodiums flooded down on them. Jake could now see the place where the moving belt stopped. Beyond it was a steep, narrow escalator leading up into that orange light. And then... Yay! <laughs> They're escaping! Kind of! Almost! Back to Eddie and Susanna. We get the reunion. Yeah, finally. The floor just randomly starts opening up, and they're like, we should probably not stand on this. Probably not. <laughs> probably for the best. And they revealed an escalator. Yay! Uh, she, uh, looking, she was leaning forward, peering into the hole. Oh, Eddie shouted back, we got an L station up here, so it must be... Notions, perfume, and ladies' lingerie down there. What? Never mind. Just Eddie, 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 Eddie. Just got makes light of everything. It's got everything's got to be got to be some kind of joke. It's Roland. It's both of them. And, and then we just have literally a page and a half of them greeting each other. Hey, it's a good reunion, okay? Yeah, everyone's very happy. Everybody's crying and happy. Of course, Roland is all stone-faced, but he's like, I know you want to smile. <laughs> he was peering into the slot. What's down there? Machines and madness. The gracious mm-hmm. as ever, I see. Eddie looked at Roland, smiling. Do you know how happy I am to see you, man? Do you have any idea? Yes, I think I do. Roland smiled then, thinking of how many people changed. There had been a time, and not so long ago, when Eddie had been on the edge of cutting his throat with the gunslinger's own knife. Or shooting him, even more recently. (laughs) To which, says, Jake went to Susanna's overturned chair, and as he was writing it, he caught sight of the smooth pink shape beyond the iron bars. Bars, I don't know what the hell happened there for a minute. Now to Boz. His breath, <coughs> his breath stopped and the dream he had after leaving River Crossing returned full force. The vast pink bullet shape slicing through the empty lands of western Missouri toward him and Oi. It's just an awful choo-choo train and its name is Blaine the Pain. Eddie walked over and slung an arm around Jake's shoulders. Well, there it is, champ. Just as advertised. What do you think of it? Not too much, actually. This was an understatement of colossal size, but Jake was too drained to do any better. Me either, I said. It talks, and it likes riddles. Jake nodded. Uh, What if it's like leaving... He talks about how it's gearing up. Mm. But I, I think it is. It's a robot, after all. What if it, like, leaves us behind? Blaine, Susanna shouted. Blaine, are you? Listen closely, my friends. Blaine's voice boomed. 
There are large stockpiles of chemical and biological warfare containers underneath the city. I have started a sequence which will cause an explosion and release this gas. This explosion will occur in 12 minutes. Good to know, Blaine. Thank you. So everyone's kind of freaking out. Why would you do this? Why would you do this? By God, there are people. It says, I should think it obvious. I can't nuke the city without destroying myself as well. And how could I take you where you want to go if I were destroyed? Logic. That's, that's, what, we, that's what we were thinking about. Yeah, we were really concerned about you. But there are still thousands <clears throat> of people in the city, Eddie said. You'll kill them. Yes, Blaine said calmly. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Don't forget to write. Why? Susanna shouted. Why? Because they bore me. You four, however, I find rather interesting. Of course, how long I continue to find you interesting will depend on how good your riddles are. And speaking of riddles, hadn't you better get to work solving mine? You have exactly 11 minutes and 20 seconds before the canister's rupture. Stop it, Jake yelled over the blatting siren. It isn't just the city. Gas like that could float anywhere. It could even kill the old people in river crossing. Tough titty, said the kitty. Glenn responded unfeelingly. Although I believe they can count on measuring out their lives in coffee spoons for a few more years. The autumn storms have begun and the prevailing winds will carry the gases away from them. The situation of you four is, however, very different. You better put on your thinking caps or it's see you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile, don't forget to write. The voice paused. One piece of additional input. This gas is not painless. Take it back, Jake said. We'll still tell you the riddles, won't we, Roland? We'll tell you all the riddles you want. Just take it back. Blaine began to laugh. He laughed for a long time, peeling shrieks of electronic mirth into the wide, empty space of the cradle, where it mingled with the mon monotonous drilling beat of the alarm. Stop it, Susanna shouted. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Blaine did. A moment later, the alarm cut off in mid-blat. The ensuing silence, broken only by the pounding rain, was deafening. Now the voice issuing from the speaker was very soft, thoughtful, and utterly without mercy. You now have ten minutes, Blaine said. Let's see just how interesting you really are. Oh, Lordy. We are not in a good place. <laughs> Which, unfortunately, we... We don't. I would have loved to have seen something else happen next, but that's not what we get. Instead, we get this. Yes, it's it's something. It it's, is it's, something. It's a thing. Uh, we we get introduced to Andrew, Andrew and him as a Andrew as a child and learning how these apples and how he likes cider and how they're getting crushed. And really, and... the only reason why this part even exists. Is to describe how he thinks his head is right now. How his brain is. Literally, that's the only reason why we learn about the cider press and everything. Is because he feels like his brain is just smushed apple cider press garbaggio. Yeah, and we go through that, which is not very important to my personal opinion. Not in yours either. No, we do have something He keeps at the talking about how he feels like... There's flies going at his face. Yeah. Well, on 386 is when we actually get the dialogue for it. 
Andrew, raise your head and look at me. He couldn't and wouldn't, even if he could. Better to just lie here and wait for the darkness. He was supposed to be dead anyway. Hadn't the hellish squint put a bullet in his brain? It didn't go anywhere near your brain, you horses. Behind? <laughs> and you're not dying. You've just got a headache. You will die, though, if you don't stop lying there and puling in your own blood. And I'll make sure, Andrew, that your dying makes what you are feeling now seem like bliss. Yeah, we were getting reintroduced to a character which I don't think we've seen for quite a while. It was not the threats which caused the man on the floor to raise his head, but rather the way the owner of that penetrating, hissing voice seemed to have read his mind. No, this is not the first time we've read into someone who can just read people's minds and... And of course, this is a this is this is this is, this is TikTok. This is Tiki Talk. Andrew Quick. And not that we needed this, this giant backstory on TikTok. I don't think we cared that much no, about TikTok. No, we really didn't. But, but they didn't really need this big dramatic backstory to just say, "Hey, by the way, Jake didn't kill him." <laughs> Instead, a bullet just kind of. It was low caliber, and Tiki Tuck is really big man, and... It pretty much just went like this and just sliced back. Yeah, that's pretty much how it did. It hit his skull, and the bullet kind of went around his skull, peeling off his skin. Yeah. And just pretty much the pressure off that, just the concussive blow, would be enough to just knock you the hell out. So, of course, you think, I just got shot in the head. I'm dead. It'd scramble your brains a bit. Yeah. The stranger standing in front of the hatch wore a short, dark jacket belted at the waist, faded denim trousers, and old, dusty boots. The boots of a countryman, a range rider, or... Or a gunslinger, Andrew? The stranger asked and tittered. Stop reading people's minds. <laughs> There's just so many things that don't quite line up. I know, I know it doesn't, but we'll like, get to that later yeah. in life. <sighs> we'll get to that later in life, okay? We will. We're going to get rid of that problem later in life. <laughs> and of uh, course, he stops the sirens because he can do things like that. Can he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Who are you? The TikTok man asked. We, we, we don't we get a lot of freaking names. I'm a man of many handles, partner, the man said from inside the darkness of the hood. And although although his voice was grave, TikTok heard laughter lurking just below the surface. There's some that call me Jimmy, and there's some that call me Timmy. Some that call me Handy, and some that call me Dandy. They call me Loser, or they call me Winner, just as long as they don't call me late for dinner. I don't know if that was needed, but I mean, it fits his personality, I guess. Well, he apparently thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Yes, so. he did. The man in the doorway threw back his head, and his laughter chilled the skin of the wounded man's arm back into lumps of goose flesh. I have been called the ageless stranger, the man said. He began to walk towards TikTok. And as he did, the man on the floor moaned and tried to scramble backwards. I have also been called Merlin. Or Merlin? Merlin or Merlin. And who cares, because I have never been that. Although, 
I never dis- denied it either. I am sometimes called the magician or a wizard, but I hope we can go forward together on a more humble terms, Andrew. More human terms. He pushed back the hood, revealing a fair, broad-browed face that was not, for all its pleasant looks, in any way human. Large roses, was her cheekbone, blah, blah, blah. The teeth of a cannibal? How do you describe the teeth of a cannibal? You know, I'm not sure. I don't know I'm if sure. it's like the sharp-pointed kind, or are we just talking about like gross, like, Book of Eli cannibal, that's how you can tell kind of thing going on. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's an interesting man. Call me Fannin. The grinning apparition said, Richard Fannin. So we get another name. Yeah, yeah, another name. That's not exactly right. Maybe. But I reckon it's close enough for government work. He held out his hand, whose palm was utterly devoid of lines. Uh, what do you say, Pard? Shake the hand that shook the world? To which, TikTok, even the man that he is, even the man that's cruel and whatever, is like, I need to get away from this guy. <laughs> like... I, I'm supposed to be the scary one, but this man is terrifying, and he hasn't even done anything yet. Yeah, not, not, not bad. Not yet. To which, the guy is, like, trying... He's like, I must get away from this beast that looks like a man. And then, of course, he does shake hands with him and realizes as soon as he does, he gets this feeling like, hey, I'm actually starting to feel better, and something about that's not quite right. And then the guy's like, here, is that flap of skin bothering you? <laughs> uh, to which he rips it off. Just yeah. rips it off. And that should hurt, which it does for like a split second. And then the pain is just gone. So suddenly he be just comes the, he becomes the Messiah, okay? <laughs> he felt strength flow back into him. He looked at the newcomer with it. Dumb gratitude, lips quivering. Is that better, Andrew? It is, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Mm. If you want to thank me, I'm sure you do. You must say something. An old acquaintance of mine used to say, he ended up betraying me. But he was a good friend for quite some time. Mm. Anyway, I still have a soft spot in my heart for him. Say my life for you, Andrew. Can you say that? He could, and he did, in fact. He did a lot. <laughs> to which the broken record and the di- guy's, like, touches his face and just pretty much is like a shock that just smacks him across his face. It's like, sorry, you were getting annoying and we don't have the time. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Would you, pretty much, would you like to get back at that kid that happened to shoot you in the head? Would you want to? I think I can help help you with that. Yes, the former TikTok man gasped, his hands clenched into bloody fists. Yes, that's good, the stranger said, and helped quick to his feet, because they have to die. They're meddling with things that have no business meddling with. I expect Blaine to take care of them, but things have gone much too far to depend on anything. After all, who would have thought they could get as far as they have? I don't know, Quick said. He did not, in fact, have the slightest idea what the stranger was talking about. Nor did he care. There was a feeling of exaltation creeping through his mind like some excellent drug 
and after the pain of the cider press that was enough for him, more than enough. Richard Fannin's lips curled. Bear and bone, key and rose, day and night, time and tide, enough, enough, I say. They must not draw closer to the tower than they are now. Interesting words thrown out there. They were <laughs> names of our chapters. To which he reaches over and for some reason takes the both the watch and the pendulum clock and just takes them from him. He's like, I'll just take these, shall I? Or do you object? No, Quick said, surrendering the last symbols of his long leadership without qualm. Be my guest. Thank you, Andrew, the dark man said softly. Now we must step lively. I'm expecting a drastic change in the atmosphere of these environs in the next five minutes or so. We must get to the nearest closet where gas masks are stored before that happens, and it's apt to be a near thing. I could survive the change quite nicely, but I'm afraid you might have some difficulties. I don't understand what you're talking about. Nor do you need to, the stranger said smoothly. Come, Andrew, I think we should hurry. Busy, busy day, eh? With luck, Blaine will fry them right on the platform, where they are no doubt still standing. He's become very eccentric over the years, poor fellow. But I think we should hurry just the same. He slid his arm over Quick's shoulders and, giggling, led him through the hatchway Roland and Jake had used only a few minutes before. Like I said at the beginning, we will be going through the entire next chapter, Riddles and Wastelands, next time. And that will not be very long. The end. And that'll be the end of book three. Yay! We did it! We did it. <laughs> a little bit shorter of a chapter, and we'll we finish did this survive. up. Yay. Oh! So, the next chapter. The next, the, the final chapter of this book. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's ah, good. It's good. Blaine the Pain. Doesn't look anything like that. No. It, or it, it, like it's that. not that either. No. It's like, no, y'all even have a close description. I mean, the picture the in the book the, that's is the similar for sure. And it's not even in the right part of the book. So looking for it's not doing anything. Yeah, it's some weird spot because I, I don't know. Okay. So, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb. I got it. <laughs> you know, I was gonna say that I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that. Where is it? this? This picture right here is him shooting Gasher. Oh, I mean, sure, sure. I really don't know. They never really gave a clear. I I don't know. That there was never a clear one for that one. Just like these ones are way out of. But I mean, how many times does Roland actually shoot? So I mean. <laughs> He hasn't really shot his gun a whole lot, other than at Gasher. Yeah. And then we get all these lovely little guys, I think, in the last bit. Maybe. Yeah. It's like, the last two pictures are all for, like, the last 20 pages. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. The pictures and these things don't make any sense. But they're still pretty cool. But, very good. Very enjoyable. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's considerably different. That's considerably different. My eyes are so much thicker than mine. Is the print bigger? 
maybe there's more. Maybe I don't. Know. That's weird. I mean, it's all the exact same page. We had the same amount of pages. They were on the same pages. Doesn't make any sense at all. Okay, whatever. Whatever. I don't know. That's weird. Science. <laughs> yeah, you just have thicker pages. That's all it is. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. I don't know. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, throw a like down at the bottom right. We know that's important for y'all people who don't remember to do that. Or if you're looking at your own screen, it's probably the bottom left. It's my bottom right, but y'all's bottom left. It's very important. Uh, throw a subscribe up there if you made it this far, if you enjoyed this all. Throw some comments down below. Let us know what you're thinking of the books, if you're reading them at all, if you're just listening along, either or. <sighs> Anything else? No. Awesome. As always, you can reach me at Stars Untraveled, Rich Amanda at KZ Pup. Reach the show at Beyond Our Focus practically anywhere, including YouTube and podcast services around the globe. Maybe. Maybe. Anything else we should say before bouncing? I don't believe so. Alrighty, well, y'all enjoying. Till next time, long days and pleasant nights. <laughs>